welcome. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Coming up in a little bit, Daphne Oz. She's an award-winning chef. She's Dr. Oz's daughter, but she has a TV show now about cooking and um, home life. But I want to ask her, and maybe you guys can take something from this too. Like, what's the one thing you can cook and make where people are like, wow, you did all this, but really isn't that hard? Mm. Like, you're impressing folks, and you don't have to be that good at it. That's my question for her. We'll do that in probably 20 minutes or so. Uh, on the phone right now, let's go over to Tasha in Georgia. Hey, Tasha, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Real good. We talked to you how many days ago? Um, Probably about a week ago. Okay. And what did you call us about? Um, I called about my niece who was um, raising money for the Shriners Hospital. Remember, guys, when we all um, donated a little something? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah Vin- Venmo. Um, so, and, and what was her goal? $1,299.88. That was her goal. Okay. And what did she raise? $7,546. Wow. Come yeah. on. That is awesome. And you got all of our money, right? Uh, I, I think everybody, most everybody donated. Wait, who What's didn't Who didn't donate? <laughs> well, I can't say that he didn't 100% because I don't know what his Venmo is. Who? Um, I, I don't know what Lunchbox's Venmo is. So you're telling us that everyone donated oh, for this boy. little girl's charity and Lunchbox did not. Is that true? I didn't. I I didn't see his name. So okay. everybody saw, else, I every, saw. Okay. But. Yeah. No, his name's Lunchbox on Venmo too. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Jason Gibbles coming at you. Okay, Lunchbox. Well, how much did you uh, commit to donating? Thirty dollars. And be honest with us. How much did you donate? I don't know where to donate. We sent okay. the. We have a group text, and the Venmo is on there. We all did. Yeah, it. but That's someone how we raised a red it. flag. Like, is it really that Venmo? And I so did. Then, I absolutely right. questioned it. And then, so it. I never got confirmation. So I was like, I guess we're not doing it. The confirmation was we all paid. Okay, so Lunchbox was the one to not. Okay. <sighs> well, on brand. <sighs> yeah, very makes sense. Well, well, t- well the Venmo. What's the punishment? <laughs> Lunchbox just wants the bit more. He wants the punishment. Um, no punishment. He is, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> he is who he, he is. He is who he is. It is what it is. Hey, Tasha, congratulations to her. I'm glad you raised all that money. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you all for donating. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Uh, how about that? Uh, let's go over to Robert in Tampa, who's on the phone. Um, no, I was just calling to, or I was actually just calling to support Lunchbox. I think Abby's uh, great at the National Anthem, but I do think there's some areas that she needs to work on. But I just wanted to kind of show some love towards Lunchbox because I know he's getting a lot of um, a lot of uh, hate towards that. But what's interesting is he's Thank not you. doing anything positive to show support towards. He just tells her she's bad. Like, what are you supporting? Well, he just said there's no, no, no. no. What are you supporting, Robert? <laughs> I, just, I I feel like he should actually. Uh, he's, he's just trying to be truthful and let her know that she does need to work on herself because I think that. Uh, everyone's letting her know that she's doing very great, and and I think she is great. Don't get me wrong. I just think that there are areas that she needs to work on, and I think he's just trying to be very blunt and telling her that she's not the greatest, and maybe it's not the best way, but I just feel like he's the one that's being very honest with her. She didn't ask, how great am I? Robert, Robert. No, you guys compared her to Whitney Houston. He's... No, I don't no, think no, we, we did. did I no, actually don't think we did. But Robert, <laughs> I get what you're saying, and you're actually being kind about it in a way. But it's also still not necessary because I mean, there's no Abby's doing her thing. She's not like trying to pursue this like 
recording contract. And she's not taking anybody's job. Yeah, and Lunchbox is being incredibly rude about it. He refers to it as a make-a-wish, which is completely... <laughs> That's true. It's so rude. Like, it's, it's like, so like the worst of the worst. Yes. It doesn't get any worse than that. And so you're supporting that type of behavior? What no, make-a-wish is awesome. What kind of guy are you, Robert? Uh, no, that, 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 that right there is not right. Exactly. He's loving, right. He's loving exactly. that. Exactly. Anything, I'm just saying, though, that Lunchbox, I, I, he, he's just being truthful and saying that she does need to work in her area. Okay. Uh, in certain areas, which I do think that she's great, like I said. What areas uh, could uh, you work on, Robert? Yeah. What, are you a, like <laughs> yeah, a record label? Are, are you perfect, Mr. Arabata? <laughs> Not at all. Not okay. at all. I just thought that I should at least share a little bit of uh, kudos. Do you uh, sing? Uh, Lunchbox because he is trying to uh, tell her that there are areas that she needs to work on. I've had enough of Robert. <laughs> Best caller we've had in All months. right, Robert. Have a good morning, buddy. All right. You too. All right, Bye. Later. Uh, let's play Abby's National oh. Anthem. I think it's a perfect yeah. spot in the morning. We're just starting the show. Um, it's the greatest song ever written. Yeah. Here is Abby Lee Anderson, our phone screener, singing the National Anthem. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light? What so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rockets regular the balls bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there oh say does that star spangled banner yet wave or the for hanging out with us. We hope that you feel like we're your friends. And this is the time every morning we go to the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I've been friends with a man for about 15 years. We are both divorced and focused on raising our kids. We talk by phone almost every night. He calls often to check on me. I can call on him for anything, anytime, day or night. And he will be there without hesitation to help me. He is my best friend. Our kids are now grown and they have their own lives. Lately, he's been given little hints that he wants more. We have both been independent for so long, I'm not sure what either of us really want. I do know that I can truly say that this man holds my heart completely. For the past 15 years, I have been afraid he would find someone and would move on and I'd be out of the picture. Neither of us have dated. I think I'm ready for him to know how I feel. Should I risk it? And if I do, how do I start the conversation? I want to remain anonymous. If you should choose to address this on air, I would love Bobby's thoughts. You've got to say something. Otherwise, you're going to live until you're really old and be like, dang, I wish I would have said something. 
the worst thing that happens is he goes, you know what? It's not for me. I want to stay friends. But then, then if it's awkward, and then maybe he just he it doesn't matter. Space. You got to go for it. Yeah, you got to go for it. The only things that I really regret doing ever are things that I didn't do. Like when I look back at regrets, I've made a lot of mistakes. But from those mistakes, I've learned almost every single time. But the real regrets that I have, and I'm not 80 or 90 years old, but the regrets that I have are things that I didn't do or risks that I didn't take. And I think this is worth it. I think if you feel this way, you need to tell him. I think it's worth the risk of him going, ooh, now I feel weird. But he's not going to be there all the time like this unless he's into you too. I just know how dudes work. Yeah, and she did say he's showing some signs Mm. himself. So... Yeah, make Little the move. Hints. Make a move in that you don't want to be too over the top and just try to make out with them. Oh, yeah. But say, hey, listen, we talk every night. You make me feel secure. You're my best friend. Do you think we could talk about being more than friends? Like in your heart, you know, could there possibly be something here? You could approach him with a question so it doesn't feel as much like, I want you right now, shirt <laughs> off. Because that could be awkward. That's a little aggressive. But yeah. you could approach like, hey, do you think there's something to this? More than just us being buddies, and then go from there. You can put it on him. Put the onus on him. So yes, you have to. You have to. I read this email. You have to do it. You have to go for it. There's no other option than to go for it and tell him how you feel. And Keep if, us posted. If things go wrong, okay. At least you tried. Yeah. The worst is if you don't try. So I'm going and I'm rooting for you. Also, a dude's not sticking around like this if he's yeah, not interested. Years. Yeah, there's no way. And he's <laughs> also true. if you think he's giving you hints, he. If you think a dude's giving you little hints, he thinks he's giving you big hints. Because <laughs> we're dumb as a rock. Mm-hmm. So go for it. You should risk it. You start the conversation by going, you've been my best friend for a long time. Do you think there's something here more than us just being best friends? There's your opening sentence. There you go. And let me know how it goes. Yeah, good luck. Hey, good luck, you crazy kids. <laughs> that's why I say. All right, that's the mailbag. Thank you. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. I love talking to chefs. We're about to talk to Daphne Oz. He's uh, She's actually Dr. Oz's daughter, but she has a show called The Good Dish. She's uh, won an Emmy, wrote best-selling books. She's obviously a big chef. She's I could go on and on about her food and her awards and her accomplishments, but she is on now. So let's talk to Daphne Oz. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Daphne Oz. Daphne, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Hey, pretty good. I'm anxious to talk to you because I'm not a good cook uh, in any form, any capacity. And so we were talking, and one of my buddies was like, hey, every guy has got to have like a dish, like something that he can make, even if he's not a good cook, but like on the spot if it comes to it. Like what is easy? What could I make that's easy but also would kind of impress people that they wouldn't know it was so easy? I love this question. I think, well, do you want savory or sweet? I got, I got a couple in mind. Give me one of each. Okay. Let's start savory. I would say chicken thighs are one of the most heavenly bites and almost impossible to mess up because having the bone in skin on effect means that like you basically can't overcook them unless you really, you know, are having way too much fun and completely forget about them. Um, so I'm going to tell you, you should be trying your hand at a pan fried chicken thighs. So literally get your chicken thighs, let them sit on the counter 20 minutes, take the chill off from the fridge, put them in a little olive oil in your pan, skin side down, sear them off till that pan, till the skin is golden brown and crackly. Some of that fat has rendered, flip them over. That should take you just a few minutes on both sides. And then you're gonna, while those are cooking, make a little herb sauce. Like, I don't don't know 
I'm feeling not a lot of knife skills here. So we're gonna use scissors <laughs> and you can just, or pull them with your hands, pull off a bunch of mint leaves and parsley leaves, uh, a little lemon juice, a little olive oil. How about a grate a garlic clove in there? You have a gorgeous, rich protein, delicious dinner with an herby sauce on top. It looks very fancy, especially like I love a rustic come together look. Um, and then for dessert, here's what I want you to do. I want you to do a blender chocolate cake. You have a blender at home? Yeah, I think, I don't know. <laughs> yes, I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure. <laughs> Okay, a blender chocolate cake, dump in there some condensed milk, some eggs, a little vanilla extract, melted chocolate and butter, some almond flour, baking soda, baking powder, salt, literally everything in your blender. I know it sounded like a list, there's probably 10 ingredients in your blender, into your cake pan, 30 minutes in the oven, you will wow and impress and woo anyone you make this gorgeous chocolate cake for. It's super dense and fudgy, like a brownie, but better. Is there any chance, though, with that chicken that I give somebody salmonella? Because that's what I worry about with meat. Okay, you want to know how to test for that? Yeah. So you want to cut to the deepest part of the meat, which is usually closest to the bone. And you want to make sure the juices run clear and that the meat is opaque. If the meat looks um, still like translucent or pink, that's when you want to keep cooking it. If the, if the juices have any red in them, that's when you want to keep cooking it. But as soon as the juices run clear and that meat is not rubbery, it's really juicy and, and, uh, and moist looking, you are in good shape. You can also use a thermometer. But I take it, if you didn't know if you had a blender, I'm not going to bet on you having a thermometer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we probably do. I just probably don't know where it is. Uh, Daphne Oz is on with us. She is you know, one of the hosts of The Good Dish a lot of our listeners go to the grocery store and they try to save money. Like, what is your best tip for a family to save money on a grocery bill? Like, what's what's the overarching tip here for us? I think it's really to shop more often. And I know that sounds really annoying, especially, you know, if they're busy parents or busy people in general listening to the show. The idea of going more often to the grocery store is really horrible sounding. But I will tell you, you will save so much money by not throwing food away that you forget exists. I would do this all the time. I would buy a bunch of fresh herbs and berries and things I you know, knew I wanted to cook with eventually. You shove them at the back of your fridge. And by the time the week is done, you completely forgot you ever bought them. One of the, fir one of the first things I started doing when I started working a lot more with restaurant chefs was realizing that they keep their arsenal in their pantry well stocked. Like they have their dried beans and their pastas and grains and things there. They have their spice cabinet well ready to go, good condiments, things like that. But they shop for protein and fresh produce almost every day. Now I'm not gonna get there. I got four kids, I'm not doing that. But I could go like every other day, every three days. And what that means is I'm not wasting a bunch of money on things that I'm throwing out. I'm actually shopping much more often what's in season, uh, definitely a way to save yourself some money. So you have, you're not buying things that have been you know sent on a world tour to get to you. And, um, and you're keeping yourself inspired, which I also think, look, cooking at home, you're controlling what's going into your food, which we know is great for your overall wellness. You are controlling uh, the the taste of it, which obviously yields better results in terms of your, your family actually eating what you're putting on the table. Um, and you're not, going, you're not going out to eat a meal that was prepared for you. So it is really a, definitely a, a conscientious and economical way to go, but to do it in a way that keeps it fun and, and practical and easy on yourself, but definitely yields you those fresh tasting inspired results. I would say going shopping more often is the move. A bit counterintuitive, but it makes a lot of sense because, like, how do I save money? Yeah, you go more. Uh huh. But <laughs> yes, you're, shop it, smaller but more frequently. Let me ask about air fryers because that is something that I've oh. I've got a little bit of a handle on. Now you do. The, I don't know if that means good or bad. With, with no, it's my love language. I love an air fryer. Let's uh, talk. Okay, so. I can actually make salmon in this thing. I can yes. cut up little peaches and put them on the little parchment paper and cook some. So 
the air fryer, is it worth the hype? A hundred percent. And I, by the way, I'd love to hear you talking about like the range of things you're making in your air fryer, because I have to say, I, I resisted getting one for a very long time. I, I, on the whole, am someone who like resists getting appliances that seem very specific. I don't have a lot of counter space or room to store them. So I don't want to get things that are going to just, you know, be things I have to pull, put away and pull out all the time. I use this thing constantly. Um, my favorite recipe to make in it, funny you mentioned salmon, is a sweet chili salmon. Um, you just, you know, uh, uh, marinate your salmon filet in a little soy sauce, sesame oil, a little garlic. I like to put some sriracha on there because I like a little heat. It goes in, I think, 400 for nine minutes. The final minute, this is the move. A little drizzle of honey, a little sprinkle of sesame seed. The final minute, it makes this sticky sweet glaze over this slightly spicy nuanced salmon. The sesame seeds toast and crunch up. It is the juiciest, most delicious fail-proof salmon I've ever eaten. I like never want to eat salmon another way. And it's done in the air fryer, which is awesome because you can really minimize the amount of oil you're using and still get that that delicious kind of like almost fried flavor. You're talking about so much food. I, I wasn't hungry, <laughs> but now I am. But Daphne Oz is on with us. Uh, she's one of the hosts on The Good Dish. Now, my question is, I have a lot of friends that are singer-songwriters or just musicians in general, and they go, if we're all together and there's an instrument, everyone will look at them and be like, are, are you going to grab that guitar? Are you going to play it? You know, they're, they're just expected. Now, when you go, are you expected to be the person that brings the food or whips up the food all the time? I would definitely say there is a certain expectation of like, oh, so you'll get here early, right? Like you're going <laughs> to chip in here, right? Um, which honestly, I have to say, I'm totally down for it. Be, a, because I'm a super, I, I know what I like. And I definitely, if they're game for me to chip, chip in and contribute my thoughts, I'm very happy to. Um, but also because it just gets you settled and comfortable. It's why the good dish is so exciting to be a part of. I think we are all desperate for more of that time to connect, getting people around a delicious meal, getting people in a, a place that feels joyous and inspiring. And like you can travel and adventure in your kitchen every single day and do it with friends. To me, that's a, that is a highlight of the evening. So I am very happy to pitch in where, where I'm asked to, and I won't intrude if I'm not asked to, I have to say, I love a meal that someone else makes for me, especially one that I don't have to clean up. That's a joy. Yeah. The cleaning up, that's awful because <laughs> the deal is my wife will cook and I'll clean up, but I always forget to clean up. And so, I, yeah. So I don't <laughs> You're forgetful like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so just talk about the good dish for a second because you three are doing this show. I know we're talking about food, but it's about more than just food, right? It is. You know, I really talk about the good dish. It's everything delicious in daytime. I think we all want, um, you know, to, to again, like, have that camaraderie, have that those friends in the kitchen that make you feel like you're being supported, you're lifted up, you're getting practical solutions, you're getting the answer, what's for dinner. Uh, you know, the three of us, Jamika, Gail and I, we all come from a, a, such a very different food background. We have all these expert tips and professional wisdom to share, but we're also three busy working moms. And it really comes down to, I can talk to them blue in the face about all the ways you could cook, but if it's not practical and it doesn't entice you, you're not going to do it. So we really try to keep it very doable. Uh, you know, the, we have the, the recipes like the blender cake's a perfect example, sheet pan dinners that are really exciting and gorgeous and, and make the cleanup minimal. So even if our husbands forget it's minimal, <laughs> minimal extra effort. Um, and it's, it, you mentioned that it's more than just food because food brings you to the table. It's what bonds you and connects you and it makes you feel comfortable. But then you want to talk about everything with your friends. Friends. We're talking relationships, beauty, some fashion. We've got great guests coming through. Even this week, we have Rob Lowe on. We have Drew Barrymore. Buddy Belastro is coming to make us a gorgeous cake. Donnie Osmond at the end of the week. So it really is 
um, a chance to see people you know and love in a in a setting that they're um, just a different person. They're, it's the very human side of them coming through, which I just think is really fun to get to see. On Friday, show the biggest foods you crave with a healthy, lighter twist. I just don't like healthy and lighter. Like I want to hear the foods I crave, but is it are they are they good? And we just don't know they're good. That's my favorite when I'm tricked <laughs> into something healthy. So it's like a it's like a spaghetti carbonara. We um we actually made our riff on Jennifer Aniston's recipe for this. She reportedly does a carbonara that doesn't have the volume of butter and cheese you or bacon you normally would, but still gets a really sumptuous result. She does it with turkey bacon, and then there is an egg mix that goes in that creates this really like saucy, cheesy, velvety mix. A little bit of real pecorino going on as well, or parmesan, I think it was. And anyway, you end up with a bowl of pasta that tastes like that big craving you have, but does it in a little bit of a lighter way. We do a cauliflower Alfredo sauce. Um, so yeah, definitely keeping it, keeping the nod towards wellness while still getting you the the bite that you crave. Well, I want to encourage all of our listeners to check out The Good Dish. And because we're on all over the country, you'll have to check. Since it's syndicated, it's on different times. So look, yes, look, gooddishtv.com for all the local listings. Even easier. The good di- the gooddishtv.com. Uh, Daphne, great to talk to you. You are just a wonderful interview. I would expect nothing less, though. Your dad was always awesome with us, and uh, not that one has to be good because the other is, but you're you're awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. I, thank you so much for having me. All right, there she is. You guys check her out at Daphne Oz on Instagram and check out The Good Dish, thegooddishtv.com to find out where it is, wherever you are. Bye, Daphne. Bye, Bobby. Thank you so much. Bobby Bonshaw. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30-second skinny. Reba McIntyre's son Shelby got married last weekend, and a video shared on social media shows Reba performing her classic hit Fancy on the dance floor. Here's the clip. Brett and his cousin Jeff have dropped another tequila for their Dos Primos tequila brand. Thomas shared what it was like learning about tequilas. I think once I started getting into the craft of tequila and the process of it and the history of it, and I just got really inspired to learn more about uh, the product itself. And when I started tasting tequilas that were considered sipping tequilas, I was like, dang, this is not what I tasted when I was 21 years old. Lauren Elena talked about her friendship with Trisha Yearwood and how they met. At an award show, and we bonded bonded over fast food, which is hysterical. And then I went on her show, her cooking show, and and she actually ended up writing the foreword for my book. And she calls me Trisha Junior. What better compliment could I ask for than that? I'm Morgan Number Two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news with Amy. Tell me something good. So this woman in Idaho, she wants to remain anonymous, but she single-handedly made sure that Valentine's Day was special for all the girls in the county that she lived in. She had flowers, like a single rose and a little note of encouragement delivered to every single girl. You are loved. You don't have to be perfect to be amazing. You are beautiful. That's just an example of a few of the notes. And she said that she just kind of thought about girls that might be sitting in class who don't get a note you know, or a flower sent to them. And then she said she gets an even bigger lump in her throat when she thinks about somebody that maybe will never get a flower their whole life. So she wants to fix that and make them feel special. And in the end, nearly 700 flowers and notes were passed out in her county. They did candy grams in seventh grade at Mountain Pine. 
and somebody would send you a candy gram for Valentine's Day. It's a nice little chocolate, mm. little note on it. And I knew I wasn't getting a candy gram because no girl liked me. So yeah, I sent myself five candy grams. <laughs> Smart. From Secret Admirer. <laughs> oh, I wonder who they were. And I told everybody, I was like, I don't know. Somebody, somebody's really into me. <laughs> five of them. I got five candy grams. And you know what? It felt good. I didn't feel judged. I felt loved, even if it was me. Yeah. The best kind of love is self-love. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> okay. You say that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Amy, that's a good story. Yeah. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Elder versus millennial. Let's go in a trivia test of generational knowledge. Let's meet our competitors. Up first, he's the dad of four. The Hispanic who don't panic. He lives in a house infiltrated with males and in games, he reigns supreme as the one who never fails. Okay. 42 years old. That's right. Producer Eddie! Hey, to clarify about all the males in my house, those are my kids. They're all boys. True. (laughs) Right? Just in case people are wondering. Four boys, yes. His opponent, she runs all of our digital. The second season of Seinfeld is currently in her Netflix queue. And on her Instagram, her boyfriend made a mini debut. Showed up a little picture, like a little Polaroid on the side of his face. It's 28 years old. Morgan number two! All right. Uh, Morgan, if you went today, you're the champ. Sweet, let's do it. Eddie, you're first. Come on. These are all questions about Morgan's generation. Which Disney show had its last episode in 2011 titled Wherever I Go? That was the title of the show? Mm-hmm. So what? Uh... Which Disney show had its last episode in 2011 titled Wherever I Go? Wherever I go, and that show is called Wizards of Waverly Place. Incorrect. That's a tough question. Morgan? That's a really tough question. I don't know episode names. Um, 2011, that would have been the year before I graduated high school, and I'm trying to think of what I was watching on TV then. Um, Maybe mm, Hannah Montana. Correct. Oh. What? Mm. I thought about guessing that one. Wow. In 2018, Eddie, mm-hmm. Prince Harry married Meghan Markle. Oh yeah. An actress who was formerly on which show? She was a model on Deal or No Deal. I'll accept that. Is that right? Because she was. She mm-hmm. was also an actress on Suits. Okay. But I'll accept Deal okay, or No Deal. Okay, let's go. <laughs> What relation are Drake and Josh to each other in the TV show Drake and Josh? They're brothers. Incorrect. Morgan? They're friends. Incorrect. What? Yeah! They're stepbrothers. Oh, Oh, yeah. I got half a point on that one, though. You did not. Okay. (laughs) One to one. Let's go over to Morgan and see if she knows. Eddie's generation. Jesse's girl was this artist's first and only number one hit song. Name the artist, but here's a clip. You know I wish that I had Jesse's girl. I wish that I had Jesse's girl. Why can't I find a woman like that? Like know the song? I do not know the artist, though, so that doesn't help me at all. Oh, man. Jesse's girl. I got nothing. So Kevin Bacon. I mean, the timing's actually pretty good. Not a bad guess. That's a pretty good guess. Uh, Incorrect. (laughs) 
Eddie to steal. Ooh, is it Rick Springfield? Correct. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Whew. Dang. Morgan, what's the name of the Simpsons' religious next-door neighbor? Simpsons. Well, his name is Bart Simpson. Next door neighbor. Ernie? Bert and Ernie? No, that's not. That's something else. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Arnold. Arnold. Sure. Why not? Incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Distille. Uh, I believe it's Ned Flanders. Correct. Come on. Morgan, this TV show premiered in 1993. It's about a successful Boston therapist who moves to Seattle to get a new start as a radio host. Here's a clip of the theme song. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Mercy. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. Ha! But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Something other words. <laughs> I do not know. I was born in 1993. I, a DJ. He was a therapist, and then he became a DJ. Cheers. Incorrect. You're so close. Wow. You're so close. Eddie can't. Eddie's already won. Hey, from Cheers, from it's Cheers, yeah. Frazier. Oh, come on. Yeah. yeah, there it is. Frazier's the name of the show. Eddie wins. Nice come job. On. Big win. Hey, we're still alive, baby. Four to three now, Eddie's climbing back in it. Nice job. Did you know Frazier? I did. Yep. Did you know Drake and Josh? No. Did you know Meghan Markle? Yes. Did you <laughs> Did you know? I would have said suits. Yeah, and I would have Well, good for suits. you, Amy. I was just saying. Show off. <laughs> Let's go check in with Kim in Indiana, who's on the phone. I was just going to call to ask you guys for an opinion. Okay, go ahead. Um, I just started dating a guy for a couple months. I got him a new phone for his birthday, and wow. he wanted me to put um, my contact in some, like my a song for a con- my contact. So as I'm scrolling to put my name, my picture on my name, there's like a thousand different girls' names. I'm exaggerating a little bit. And I was like, well, you are going to delete, like, all these women's names on your phone, right? Meanwhile, it's been two months, and they're not deleted yet. So I'm thinking, should I be upset or not? Well, and- can I start with you bought him a phone for his birthday, and you've been dating two months? <laughs> Holy moly. Is your, yeah. what, are, you a, are you a Kardashian? I mean, how, that's a lot of money, huh? I know, but his phone wasn't working good, so I just got him one. Okay, well, okay, I'll, I'll separate that from... From the rest of this. <laughs> so you've been dating him two months. You want him to clean out every girl from inside of his phone. I feel like two months is, aside from you buying him the phone, because that does change it. But I'm going to remove the phone thing. <laughs> um, I, th- I do think that's a little premature, especially if he's not calling it. If he's not calling them. I mean, that's, that's a tough one to go, hey, delete every girl you've ever went out with. It just makes you seem a little controlling. If you want to do that at six months, maybe, say like, hey... Will you delete the girls that used to date from your phone? I mean, I'd still. But then what's the difference? Like he could still, you can get. The difference is the, the phone... gesture. The difference literally is the idea of you just deleting them. Yes, you can find okay, them again. Okay, yeah, because you can find them. Right. Like... Morgan, let me ask you, because you <laughs> you're not married. We're all married now. Would you ask your boyfriend now, and you've been dating how long? We've been dating 10 months. 
Would you say, hey, would you delete all the girls you used to date out of your phone? No, and, I, and I'm going to say this very nicely, Kim. I think you're bringing some trust issues from past situations into this relationship, possibly. Um, so I, I wouldn't push him to do that. I mean, I still have people in my phone that are labeled like Adam Bumble that I don't speak to. I don't I didn't even it takes so much effort to go through all my contacts and delete things. I'm not talking to them. That's not an issue. I would never make my boyfriend now delete things from his past life if he's not doing anything with them. Adam's listening going, wow. Hey, <laughs> I'm still on the phone. Right? Oh. <laughs> so your advice to her is what? Is to trust him and give him the benefit of the doubt. If this becomes an issue, then you can go back to that and be like, hey, like this is time to do it. But you got to trust him. You got to start this relationship out with a lot of trust. And maybe it sounds like you've been hurt before. So don't put that on him right now and just let him keep those in his phone unless he's given you another reason to not trust him. And even as a dude... I didn't think about the maybe she's bringing past trauma into this. I thought, okay, it just seems really controlling. If I was dating for a couple of months, they were like, you need to delete every. I'm like, whoa, hold on a second. Like, if this is how you are now, how's it going to be in a year? Um, so take a step and take a breath, okay? Kim? Yeah. This isn't, I don't think this is what she wanted to hear. <laughs> it is not what she wanted to hear. <laughs> take a step and take a breath from this. Yeah. Even, and then. Take a step and a breath from there. But Morgan has a great point. If he mm-hmm. does something that makes you think that this could be something he's in, then you address it. But now, let him live his life. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done anything to prove he's a scumball. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I only brought it up because he did get a text from somebody last night. That's the only reason why I brought but it up. But he got a text. He didn't send a text. Yeah. Well, not that I know, but right. Right. Okay. But, well, right. All right. Well, right. Kim, have a great day. We say play it cool for now, okay? Great, thanks. Okay, I'd check see if he responded. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a voicemail from Steph. I am just leaving work. It is officially 8.42, and it was a heck of a night trying to finish up a project. But what got me through was the podcast, the Bobbycast, post shows. Just wanted to say thanks. Have a great day. Hey, thanks a lot. Hard work. Nine o'clock, wrapping it up. But appreciate you listening. We put a lot up on our feeds you know, we do a post show most every day after the radio show, so you can listen to both of those. And just thanks for listening to the podcast. Just search for The Bobby Bone Show wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, here's one more. Hey, Bobby. Good morning, studio. I have a morning corny for Amy. What is a pirate's favorite letter? You think it'd be R, but his first love is the C. Love y'all. Have a good day. <laughs> good Got him. Double. Right. That's what's up. Amy's corny comes up in the next 15 minutes or so. If you want a fresh one. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Man, if you happen to be pumping breast milk right now. Oh, I have on, a... I am. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he really What is. are the odds? <laughs> or if you can produce milk right now. This one mom made $13,500 from selling her breast milk to bodybuilders. Yeah, I knew that was kind of a niche market. Yeah. Wow. Because the nutrients inside the breast milk can help build muscle mass and the bodybuilders, they need it. I think you have to know how to find bodybuilders, though. I think if you just put it up on Craigslist. She she, she shared hers on TikTok uh, for sale, and that's how she got Let me see her money. again. That's her with her milk. Or maybe that's a bodybuilder drinking the milk. I don't I know. know. I think that's probably her with her milk. <laughs> oh. I think guys saw her and was like, I'd just like to have her breast milk. Oh. Oh. Weird. <laughs> what? Like, there could be women bodybuilders, too, drinking the breast milk. 
All right, next. Okay. Well, $7 million was spent on avocados from Mexico ad at the Super Bowl. Only problem is, like, shortly um, before that, the U.S. government banned Mexican avocados being imported into America. So, so it was a $7 million commercial for contraband. Oh. Dang. Yeah, but now we can't even go to the store and get the avocados from Mexico because here's the deal. Mexican drug cartels have been trying to extort avocado growers and a U.S. food inspector got a threatening message on his phone. Possibly a death threat. Uh, so that's what prompted the ban, which is only temporary, so maybe we'll be able to buy some soon. But even a short-term ban could cause the price of avocados to go way up. Dang. Alright, what else? Well, Parker McCollum opened up about sobriety. He did an interview with Sounds Like Nashville and said the moment he realized he didn't need drugs or alcohol to write good music was after he wrote the song Rest of My Life while sober. And I lay down for a moment and my eyes start closing. I can't help but wonder why. Yeah, it's just the rest of my life. Let a couple hours go by, then I bet it's going to be all right. You know how I realized I didn't need drugs or alcohol? Go ahead. I did this show. Sober. Every one of them. But you're always <laughs> Yes, but you always did. I know, but I still know. <laughs> I still know. All right, Amy. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Greg Parker of North Carolina, you know, living his life. A friend gets diagnosed with cancer. Family member gets diagnosed with cancer. Another friend gets diagnosed with cancer. And he's like, man, I need to raise some money for cancer awareness and research. So he went to the gym, started working out, and then he walked on a treadmill for 24 hours straight to raise money for cancer. Man, doing anything for 24 hours straight. Yeah, that's crazy. Walking? I can't, if I stay awake for 24 hours straight, like I feel like I deserve some sort of medal. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, so for every minute he walked, more money raised. Doom, that's doom, cool. doom, doom. Yeah, that's pretty raised cool. Raised thousands of dollars. Good job, Greg. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It's the morning corny, but we have to figure it out. It's Come the on. investigative morning corny, which we do every Thursday. 90 seconds on the clock. It starts when Amy finishes the joke. Let's go. The morning corny. What do you call a one-legged hippo? What do you call a one-legged hippo? Hippo. Potamus. Hippo. One. Lino. Something potamus. Oh, so one-legged would be three. Try potamus. Try it. A one-legged? A one-legged. I thought one be, my leg was gone. Unipotamus? What? That one sounds pot. dirty. <laughs> I don't know why. It does sound dirty. <laughs> uh, single-legged hippopotamus. Hip. Hippo. Okay. Pot. So, hippo. So, what do you mean? Is there something with a hip? Maybe uh, Un- one leg? Una- Unipo? Hip. Oh, what's a one-legged hippopotamus? Hippo. Hippos. Hippo. Oh, is it with the O? Hippa. No. A hippa? No. What do you hippo, call it? No. What do you call it? Hippo. One-legged What do you hippo. call a hippo that doesn't share the doctor's secrets? Hippa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good joke. There you go. A one-legged, one-legged hippo. Hip. More like what do you call a hippo that's a doctor? Wait, stop, Amy. Stop, wait, stop, wait, wait, stop, wait. Stop, okay, okay. Stop, a stop. one-legged hippo. Three legs. No, oh one gosh. leg. What do you call a one-legged hippo? I thought y'all would Three get this. Three legs are gone. Not gonna lie. Three legs are gone and it's a hippo. Tri- one pod. Tripod. Mono- one-legged hippo. Monopod. Monopo. Mononucleosis. How much time is left? Monopotamus. I feel like the music one. is getting... I'm looking at 20 seconds on the Okay. You have one You have one leg. Who do you... Hey, don't hop, hip, hip, hop. Hip-hop. Okay, hip-hop-apotamus. It's hip-hop-apotamus. Hip-hop-apotamus. What? 
He only hip hops. Yeah, he only hip hops. Can't walk. Hip hopopotamus. And if that's not it, we. That's gotta be it. Yeah, we're gonna protest. That's not it. What? Hip hopopotamus. Hip hop. I don't know. We got it. Okay, I hit it right. The morning glory. Stop. What do you call a one-legged hippo? Go with the first one, Bones. Say it. Ask it back. The first one. Let's do what we do. What do you call a one-legged hippo? A hoppo. Or a hoppopotamus. Oh, man. Hoppopotamus. Hippo. Hoppo. But you said hippopotamus. Okay, but you didn't even get it in time. Hip-hopopotamus rocks. And it's so funny, That should be like a sketch, a cartoon. I'm the hip-hopopotamus. He's like rapping with chains. Come on. The hip-hopopotamus is awesome. Okay, great job. We did not get that one. But I feel like ours... Pretty acceptable. Yeah. I agree. Okay. This is from Fox 2 Now. This home that's for sale, because I love talking about houses. Most of the time, it's really elaborate, crazy houses. Heck, my wife and I drive to go see them sometimes, like they're an exhibit <laughs> at the museum. But this one is for sale for $300,000. Oh. Uh, that's good. It's got a kitchen, two baths, a pantry, some upsides. A uh, tornado cannot wreck it. And since mm. it's made of concrete, it can't burn down. It is a house for the apocalypse. Wow. If you're freaked out about the apocalypse, oh. there's good news. A bunker home in Missouri is up for sale. The gated property comes with surveillance, security, a ventilation, a circulation system, even a private well. The owner says he built a home about a decade ago to bring people to in case something happened, but now it's become too much to maintain. And you look at it, it look, it's, it's down a dirt road. It looks like it's a shed with a little walk-in tunnel, but it's got everything in it. You, you can't destroy it. You would totally buy this thing. Oh, this is like my dream. <laughs> yeah. If it were close, there's a possibility. You'd look into it? Yeah. Wow. I just, if zombies are attacking, I don't know how I'm going to get all the way out to Missouri real quick. Yeah. But With if, a house like this, do you, far. do you care about the landscape at all? Do you do like yeah. do nice flowers in the front? I don't think so because okay. nobody gets to it to see it. <laughs> this ain't one you can drive by. All right. But does that not sound cool to you at all to have this if you did? I mean, if I could have something like that, I mean, I guess it can't hurt. My dream is to build a safe room in my house. Oh. Oh, boy. That right. is, if it's like, in, out, nobody can get in, nobody can get out. Is it fireproof, too? I don't know if you should make it, nobody should get out, though. That sounds yeah. a little <laughs> sketchy. <laughs> but nobody can get in. That would be all. I don't know how to make a safe room. But, you know, if, like, somebody's rock, Because I have crazy PTSD and had it for a long time where I, had, I was diagnosed and had to take medication. Where I would hear anything, I just assumed somebody's breaking into my house to kill me because that had happened. People had broken into my house. I had been jumped. Uh, I had security issues. Um, so I have crazy PTSD. So I told my wife, I was like, I would love to have a safe room. Like, somehow build it. I, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> you just like the way it sounds? Yeah. <laughs> Will you Google... If anyone builds safe rooms and what that is, because on TV shows, people, they like lock themselves in and it's like concrete with glass yeah, and, yeah, goes, yeah. and nobody can get to them. Or it's behind a bookshelf that rotates. Do you know what? I, I almost <laughs> don't want to say this, but I check probably every three nights to make sure. All right. Guns in that place. Check the bullets. Every, I mean, constantly. No, that's good. In case I have to grab it and shoot somebody. Because wow. I'm still, if I hear anything, <laughs> I am up. I don't take medicine for it anymore, but I am up. A safe room can be incorporated in the construction of a new home. It can be retrofitted to an existing one. In-ground and basement safe rooms provide the highest level of protection. What I need with my safe room is the ability to get to it super quick, like mm. within five seconds. I don't need a safe room. Dig one below, put in a slide, and whoop, down you go. That'd okay. be fun. I'm getting turned on right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bunker house, would you guys like to have it if it were within 60 miles? Would you consider... By putting a mortgage on it to buy it. Yes. You. Yeah. I mean, if we can, if, yeah. Yeah. 
I guess. Yes. I have to be I'm not going to go into crazy debt trying is to get some. Is it exciting to you? Because this I'm excites not excited. me. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, no. I have like, if I have okay, the that's money, the question. why no, no. not? Not why not. Is it exciting to you? No. Eddie? No, but it's something I would definitely like to have if I had the money. Okay, not just that wasn't the question. It's not just free willy nilly. No. Is it exciting to you? It doesn't you? excite me. Lunchbox? No. no, waste of money, waste of time. Bobby? If you could buy a really fancy car oh. for a hundred thousand or have this for three hundred. And it was just yours. You did get one or the other. A fancy car for a hundred or this for three hundred. What do you take? I don't I, I don't like Amy come Fancy on. car. I could care less for either, but the car, I guess. Yeah, you get the car. Yeah, Bobby? get the car. <laughs> you get the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this house sounds awesome. I'd vacation there. <laughs> You're crazy. I would just go there to be safe for a week. I'd just go in and get in a little little fetal position and just lay there and know nobody was going to get me. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> if you could hear our conversations in studio during breaks, we're getting mad that Tequila Little Time from John Party never hit number one. Yeah. He's coming in tomorrow, and Amy goes, did Tequila Little Time hit number one? And Mike D said it hit top five. And then we're like... <laughs> so stupid. That's crazy. That was a great song. And Eddie so goes, eh, it's okay. You know, it's a little cheesy for my taste. I loved it. I think that may have been one of his best songs. And really? it's so clever. Like the fiddle, like mm. the or like the Tejano touch. I, I do like that vibe. That's pretty cool. Texas Tornado vibe. That song was so good. It was still a top five, but it is a, a disaster, a travesty that yes. it didn't go number one. It should have been number one. <laughs> so I stupid. Tell you. So stupid. Uh, so, that being said, he'll be in tomorrow. He's got a new song he's going to uh, debut. Maybe the song comes out today. But I love John Party. That's my guy. So, tomorrow morning, John Party on the show. Let's get to your kid. Your son, Stevenson's 11 years old. Uh, how did the day go yesterday? We'll start there. Well, pretty good. And then, you know, normal school day for him. Then jujitsu. Then is dinner time because his sister had youth group. So, it's just me and him. We decided mother-son date. And we go and we eat and we're sitting down. And like right when we get our food, he's like, you know what? Because I'm trying to talk to him, ask him questions. He's like, I feel like I would like a quiet dinner. (laughs) So he asked for a quiet dinner, no talking. He said, I just really feel like I need to be with my (laughs) thoughts right now. And (laughs) so two things. I'm very proud of him for being self-aware of what his needs were in the moment and that he was able to express that to me. I think that's huge, especially for an 11-year-old. Because sometimes we need a quiet dinner, mm-hmm. and I want to respect that. So we had a quiet dinner, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, looking around, and I'm just not talking to my son. Well, when we're leaving, we run into some listeners, and they're like, hey, listen to the show. Like, And they happen to be sitting near us, and I know they saw me sitting there not talking to my son. <laughs> and so then I felt the need to, to clarify to them. I said, just so you know, I'm not a bad parent. My son requested a quiet dinner. And they probably weren't thinking they anything. No chance. I was self-conscious about it because I did look like I was neglecting my child that I was at dinner with. And, you know, like when you see those old older couples out to eat and they're oh, not man. even talking to each other. The whole and time. And they're just eating their food. We saw a couple on Valentine's Day in a fight not talking at all. Terrible. Kaylin goes, hey, don't look now. But that table over your right shoulder, they haven't said a word in 15 minutes. And so I'm... I do the thing where I'm like pointing at a fixture in the ceiling. I'm like, look at that. And I'm like following it back so I can look at them. Yeah. Which is probably even more obvious than mm-hmm. I, But I'm like, well, look at that up there. And I turn, I'm like, oh, it's them. Oh. And they, weren't, yeah. they were angry. They so were they probably were, just having a quiet dinner, though. Boy, they were a mean face quiet dinner. <laughs> oh, so I did that the other night on Valentine's, too, because I was in 
L.A. for the Dustin Lynch thing. We went out to eat afterwards. And I think Will Smith's son was sitting behind us. Jaden? Yeah. The, and so I casually, like, kind of, like, wanted to turn and look at him. Still, I mean, I'm, like, 99% sure it was him. But I, I did that awkward look back. But anyway, clarified to the listeners that, you know, we were having a quiet dinner. And I'm, I'm still a good mom. And, yeah, just shout out to my son for knowing his needs. They were probably like, well, that was weird. We just wanted to say we listened to the show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and how's your daughter? She's doing good. Um, yeah, she had her youth group last night. Her her day yesterday was a little weird. She, her school got canceled like around 10 a.m. because of a bomb threat. Can I tell the story? Why? I've been here. No. Okay. That's not. <laughs> that's not, that's you unnecessary. Can, but it makes me sound bad. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It was just a funny. It was just a funny. Okay, what happened? After the show yesterday, we're sitting in here and Amy... Well, Amy gets a message. She goes, oh, so she had a bomb threat at her school. She's like, that's funny. Because <laughs> schools don't, most bomb threats are somebody just messing and causing trouble. Right. And here's the thing. We do, you say this all the time. We do so much news like this across the country all at all times. That's like not, it's like a bonehead story of the day. We are desensitized. You're like right. A, a, a disgruntled ex-boyfriend calls in a bomb threat, something like that. So that's why my desensitization came out. But I would have thought the same thing. Yeah. Amy goes, sister's got a bomb threat at her school. And they're up at the football field just hanging out. And we're all like, oh, but that's fun. She's not having to do class. And Amy goes, well, they're trying to call me now. And the chance she goes, well, school's canceled. Crap, I got to go get oh. And we're like, yeah, now I was laughing. <laughs> not funny anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, if, 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 I've now taken in that it was very serious and it could have been traumatic for some kids was it that serious? were there. Well, I mean, I I don't, well. Because we got bomb threats back in the day. All you the did? Time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never had one at my school. We had shooting threats, too. We had some gang members in our school. But we were always like, awesome. We're going to go hang out at the football field. For 30 minutes. I wasn't traumatized at all. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, she's fine. But other kids, that might be something that's very scary to them. I mean, it's like there's K through okay. 12 at the school. Fair. So younger kids. So she got out of She definitely early. was not traumatized. I though. didn't think Let she would be. <laughs> she was at home. She's like, can I spend the night with a friend? I was like, no. <laughs> but so she thought because she got out early on a Wednesday. That she just thought school was like, this canceled. was canceled. A bomb canceled school for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're good. We're <laughs> That's done. Funny. And I was like, no, you can go to youth group, but you're coming home after that. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Jara Stewart and her daughter, Brianna Stewart, started a bakery a few years ago, and they've been doing pretty good, like pretty successful, making some good money. So they decided to give back to their community. And what they did was they teamed up with Children's Services, and they said, give us a list of all the kids in foster care, and we want to make them a cake for their birthday when their birthday comes around. So that's what they're doing. Every time a foster a kid has a birthday, they make them a customized cake with their name, whatever their hobby is, and it's their cake specifically. Pretty Love awesome. That. The fact, What they can do with cakes, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I saw a cake that was a transformer that actually moved on Instagram the other day. It was a cake, and all of a sudden, you, go, you like push a button at the bottom of the cake, and it like turns into a... And then you're supposed to eat it? The cake what? moved like a transformer? Yeah, the what? cake like came alive Robotic? And, and turned into a transformer. Wow. And I think you couldn't eat all of it, but you could eat like all the main parts. You'd be surprised. You get those cakes, and you're like, oh, I'm not going to be able to eat that. And they're like, everything's edible. It may not taste great, but you can eat whatever you want on <laughs> the cake. Hey. <laughs> In that case, I think everything's edible, <laughs> That's Eddie. Right. We're getting right down to it. Uh, great story. Good for them. Love that. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Remind me to tell you in a minute another colorblind story. Okay. I'm severely colorblind in certain areas. I was commenting on Morgan's sweater. 
And I was like, hey, I like your sweater. It's extremely red. And those real extreme reds I can see. And so I like it. That's why it's your favorite color. That's why everything is red. Like, my thing is red. I think it doesn't hurt that Arkansas is red. But I'm a red guy. But I want to tell you a colorblind story. And see if it's something that you've noticed that I just have been oblivious to. Okay. Hang out for that. I mean, literally hang out because I need you to ask me. Okay. All right, time for the news. Let's go. Bobby's Big Stories. A police department in Michigan is so overwhelmed that they're venting on Facebook that they need a few months to catch up. So they're asking people, hey, would you please stop committing crimes? (laughs) Like, help us out. Don't drink and drive. Can you chill on selling drugs? How about crashing vehicles? Like, please help us out. Don't do that. They even ask a little less child abuse. Oh, wow. That'd be nice. Yeah, that should lead with that. Yes, Uh, from MLive.com. Yes, they should lead with that. No child abuse. (laughs) But they're so overwhelmed. They're like, guys, I, I know this is a dumb thing to ask, but please commit less crimes for just a bit. Or maybe commit them better so we don't get called. You think it'll work? Oddly. Yeah, oddly, probably a little bit. They got a little heart in there, right? These criminals? Like, oh. I don't think it's about heart Uh. as much. Well, (laughs) hey, listen. Someone maybe is on the fence of committing a crime, and they're like, I just need a sign not to do it. And they see that, and they're like, oh. Remember when you got a sign? Yeah. Yeah. Some letters dropped off a billboard and wrote (laughs) N-O. Yeah. And that's maybe they need that, and that's their sign, and they decide not to commit the crime. Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley have called it quits. They were engaged. Do you know who she is? I think so. I'd have to Google. I know him. He's the Green Bay Packers quarterback. Mm-hmm. Shailene Woodley was in some movies. She was in that Hunger Games. Kind of seemed like a ripoff, but it was a different book. Divergent, oh, Divergent. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And she was like starting to make it. Morgan, do you know anything else Shailene Woodley has done? Yeah, she was um, really popular for... Uh, Secret Life of an American Teenager. It was a TV show. Mm. I think that's what it was, Mike. I probably wasn't a teenager when that was out, so I did not watch. (laughs) Yeah, it was really big on ABC. Well, they're off, in case you care. That's from TMZ. From ClickOrlando.com, an intoxicated passenger who was barred from boarding an airplane at Orlando International Airport rode away from the gate on a motorized suitcase as police (laughs) chased her. (laughs) It's awesome video. She's drunk on a motorized suitcase flying (laughs) to the airport. Uh, Chelsea Austin, 32, was traveling from Orlando to New York when a Southwest Airlines gate agent refused to let her board because she appeared intoxicated. Moments later, as Austin cursed at the officer and waved her middle finger, she rolled away from the gate while sitting on a motorized suitcase. (laughs) When she was caught, she spit on the police officer. Oh, Oh, yeah, I can't do that. Not cool. While sitting in the back of the patrol car, she also ripped apart the police vehicle's fabric headliner and defecated in the seat. No. Like, she was all in, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like, the L.A. Rams, they had to go all in, get all the good players at once. Like, we're putting all our eggs in the basket. We're trying to win a Super Bowl. She went all in on this situation. (laughs) I know. I was about to be like... When you poop in a seat... How? That's that's the farthest you can go. Not not even just peeing in the seat. No, no, no. It takes a different level to... Oh, Thank God she wasn't 30,000 feet in the air doing that in her airplane seat. Oh, gosh. What do you do then? Could you imagine? Mm, I can. I (laughs) I am right now. Also, (laughs) I don't want to. Uh, If convicted, she faces up to five years in prison for each offense. Mm. She she shouldn't serve that much time. For each offense? Right. Listen, put her in there for a month. She'll be sorry. She probably she's probably sorry right now. Yes. You know, like I said, the next day. But she needs to learn her lesson. Yeah. She needs to pay... You do the crime, you do the time. That's right. But the time should only be about a month. 
Okay. And maybe no, Clean up other she shouldn't drink. Oh. Probably send her to uh, rehab. No, what? well, maybe if she needs it. But I'm saying send her to like a, where those old, where old people live. Oh, retirement home. Yeah. Oh, to pick up poop all the time. Oh. To clean up after people. Love it. That's what I do if I were the judge. Oh. oh, you want to poop in a police car? And I'd bring in five people, make them poop in the courtroom, and make her clean it up. Oh, <laughs> let's go. Stop. <laughs> yeah, I'd bring him in, and then okay. I'd go. I'd have her do a month at an old folks' home. You would definitely make the news. Yeah, you got a creative judge hat. Like that's good. I'm not hurting anyone, but I want people to learn. Sure, that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amazon Prime subscription. The price increase happens tomorrow. This is from USA Today. The annual price tag is going up from 119 to 139. That's that's significant. It's a jump. It's more than Netflix, where every week they're like, "Hey, we've gone up a penny." Netflix calls it an upgrade. Yeah. Just a fancy word. Yeah, they don't. They say they do. Yeah, the their their email isn't. We have a price increase announcement. It's we have a price upgrade announcement because you're we're going to bring you more entertainment. Well, that's probably why I don't get mad. I'm like, wow, an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, I'll happily pay for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, finally, from Lad Bible, a bartender revealed what they did when they saw a customer spike a woman's drink. The bartender saw it and then switched the glasses. Yes. Oh. That's great. So then the person who's spiking, it's like, oh. <laughs> I mean, Like, yeah, that's funny to watch. Didn't like, expect oh, that. Oh, what do you think about that, buddy? You tell them. Yeah. Then you handcuff them to the bar. <laughs> well, that probably you shouldn't do. But yeah, that's crazy, huh? Mm-hmm. Symptoms of drink spiking include lower inhibitions, loss of balance, falling asleep, visual problems, confusion, nausea, vomiting, and unconsciousness. But, and they talk about it depends on your size and weight and how much alcohol you consume. But he saw it and said, crazy. okay, let's do the old, old flipsy. Uh, they say if you think you see it, you should tell a bar manager. If you think you see somebody put something in a drink. Yeah. Uh, you should also go up and talk to the person and kind of, even if you don't know them, if you can, kind of check on them, at least watching. Seeing if they start to... Uh, the person that drank mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like that story. I don't like that it happened, but I like that the bartender had eyes on it and saw it happen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you might have to be like, if you see it happening or and then you see the person about to take a drink, you have to just go up and like slam the drink out of their hand. Oh, how do you explain that afterwards? You, know, yeah. you might get punched. <laughs> then you get in a fight. And that didn't happen. You're like, boom. We well, need to keep them from sipping it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're like, it was an Alka-Seltzer. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, <laughs> I have heartburn. That was vitamin D. <laughs> All right, that's the news. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. We're going to play Who Wants to Be a Hundred Air next. Ooh. Oh. Yes. Okay. yes. It's just weird. It's this, I don't know. People expect, one, if you're new to this show, I think you expect that we were some show put together by a big company and they were like, we deem you the syndicated show. And that just didn't happen. I was by myself on one station. I started to grab my friends. Never been on the radio. Hi, Amy. Hi. Hi, Eddie Lunchbox. Hey, man. Yeah, yeah. We just, hey, thanks for bringing us along. You're welcome. And so it's like, everyone's like, you guys don't sound like a real show. You'll never make it. We start to make it. And here we are. I certainly had never talked into a microphone before on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not the show that's supposed to be here, is my point. And I think that's why we represent so many people out there. So here we are. We're, on this, we're now on hundreds of radio stations, which is wild to us. Okay, fine. With that being said... You would think we'd have this massive promotional budget to just throw money at people mm. and just be like, okay, you get $1,000. A lot of the things we give away, I have to pay for myself. I'm like a school teacher. I'll say it. Ooh, providing your own school supplies. Yeah. I have to get the Beanie Babies. I bought. What a terrible prize, too, right? <laughs> oh. It's only fun because we, uh, we're we going to play Who Wants to Be a Hundred Air, not Who Wants to Be a Thousand Air or a Millionaire. 
but because I have to give away the money. This is coming out of your wallet. Or beg somebody for it, yeah. Is this coming out of my wallet today? Oh, we have a sponsor today. Ooh! Oh! Oh, big news. Oh, you just oh. Go ahead. That. No it's courtesy of our friends at the Op Games. They make the Q's and Q's <laughs> and Blank Slate and all that. Okay. They got did, the money for you this did time. Did we beg them for this? Yes. Probably. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I went to Scoob and I was like, dude, I'm giving away so much money on this game. Can you please help? We're going to play Who Wants to Be 100 there next. It's a trivia game. They get harder as it goes. We'll see if they want to make it all the way to $100. <sighs> Can you imagine someone going, I'm good on $18? Yeah, that wouldn't be yeah. good. That would... That's guaranteed I mean, money, though. I can imagine no. it. No, you can't imagine oh. it. Oh, Amy. Got me. Yeah, he does that all the time. We'll come back and play 100 Air next. All right, on the phone is Holly in Wyoming, who has been waiting patiently. Holly, good morning, friend. Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. We're going to play Who Wants to Be 100 Air with your chance to win $100 in cold hard cash and a beanie baby. Cold hard cash. Ooh. Uh, are you excited, Holly? Yes, I'm very excited. Yeah. You're going to have a member of the show represent you because we know that listeners, although most of them are good eggs, some of them Google answers yeah. on their phone and they cheat and they run it for everyone. Holly, you would never do that, right? Never. Yeah. Uh, but you will lock in the answer for your partner here. Now, you can pick anyone. Amy, Eddie, hey. Lunchbox. Yeah, I'm smart. Morgan. Uh. <laughs> hey, that'd be out of left field, huh? Wow. <laughs> uh, Ray. Oh, all right. Ray, are you playing? Yeah! So, Holly, it's up to you. Who would you like to play with and for you on Who Wants to Be a Hundred Air? Oh, gosh. I love you all, but I think I'm going to decide to go with Eddie. Yeah, that's right, Holly. You realize, Holly, I didn't say anything because I didn't have to beg. I knew you would come to me. I wasn't begging. I just said, Holly, "Holly, I'm smart. I just said, hey. Holly, you have chosen Eddie. Good luck. You'll have three lifelines. Let's play Who Wants to Be a Hundred Air. Your $1 question. What's the name of my bulldog? Holly, I know this. It's Stanley. You decide. Mm-hmm. I also completely agree with you on that. So uh, the answer is Stanley. Final answer. All right. The answer is Stanley. $1. Yes. Let's go. I'm going to assume you're going to the $5 question. You don't want to quit at $1, right? No. Exactly. Question number two. The $5 question. What was the highest viewed TV finale of all time with 105 million viewers? Holly of all time. I feel like back in the day, and back in the day, I would say like the last five years, it was MASH. But Holly can't give you an answer because she can Google. Yeah, you have to. And she can't say say yes or no. She can, I don't even know why she's saying locked in, but. Eddie, you have to answer it. I have to answer it yeah. with her, with Holly's help. Holly's just we're just here to hear her. She can't help you because she, she can can't Google. do anything. Yeah. Oh boy! Yeah, this is all on you, Eddie. Okay. Uh, of all time, I think it's still Mash, Holly, because I mean, TV. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I feel like Game of Thrones might honestly be up there because I know that was pretty big and everybody was talking about that finale when that was done too. I don't know. I know that's a more recent show, but. Well, Holly's not Googling. We learned that. Right yeah. <laughs> right. We just learned yeah, that. We learned yeah. I like that. Uh, Eddie, you say MASH. She says, she says Game of Thrones. I'm still going to go MASH just because, I mean, TV was different then. That's all everyone watched. MASH. There weren't a lot of variety of shows back then. So. Only a few channels. Yeah, let's go MASH. The answer is MASH. Nice job. Woo! All right, let's go to the $10 question. Eddie, what war started in 1914? Holly, that's World War One. Well, you come with that quick, huh? That would make sense. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, World War One. 
Locked in? Locked yeah. in. All right, the answer is World War One. <laughs> hey, that's pretty cool. You came hard at that one. Thank you, dude. <laughs> Very aggressive. Eddie, $25 question. You have to be how old to be president? Now, you, you have a few lifelines here. You can ask a friend in the studio. Anybody but me or Mike D. Because they know the answer. You can do a coin flip. Well, you might know it. Or you can make a trash can basket. Eddie doesn't know that one. Well, you should know it. It's is easy. It, is it 40? Yeah. You have to be how old to be president? I didn't ask Holly if she wanted to continue, though. Holly? Yeah, good point. Yeah. Would you like to, to quit at $25? No, let's keep going. <laughs> okay. Man, I'm not 100% sure on this. I would say 40 years old. I don't know why 41 is just coming to my mind. I don't know if... Uh, 40 seems young. I'm going to take a lifeline, Bones. Which Whoa. one? I'm going to ask someone in the studio. All right. Now, if you don't like their answer, you can still do one of the other ones, too. No, I'm going to go with someone else in the studio. Okay. Uh, and I am picking Amy because well, you she's just the high-fived me. second no, smartest. No, you tried to high-five him. He yeah, because I was it. trying to no. count him into going to me. I respected you back. That's second cool. smartest. Amy, okay. uh, how old to be president? You have to be 35. She says 35. Very confident. You don't have to go with it, but that's what she said. Did you see that confidence, Bones? I'm going with that. 35. The answer is 35. <laughs> that was scary. You're welcome. Are we ever at a 35-year-old president? No. No. Okay. Just, no. That's crazy. That's young. Uh, let's see. The I know. Can you imagine? <laughs> no. I, to be I mean, Sean McVay went to Super Bowl, and we're like, that's crazy. He's the youngest ever. <laughs> yeah, president. Uh, let's go to Ask the her if she wants to move on. $50 question. Holly, would you like to go to the $50 question? Holly. Yes, please. Okay. What's the oldest college in the United States? Oh, oh. my goodness. Coin flip. <laughs> it was founded in 1636. Holly? Uh. Don't answer it. Aim, uh, Holly, I don't know why I'm thinking Harvard for Holly. <laughs> Holly Harvard. <clears throat> I support that. I feel like that's a good guess. Should I guess it or just... Do a coin flip. But if you miss the coin flip, game's over. So, I know. So you have to, if you don't feel 50 50 about your guess, if it's lower percentage, I'd go for the coin flip. But if you're like 60 40, I'd go with the answer. The oldest college in America. For $50 for Holly. When was this? 1636. Eddie, you were in high school. Harvard. <laughs> Is that your answer? 1636? <laughs> That's a long time ago. But Harvard's in Boston. It's right there, right? Well, now that's good logic, like meaning some of the United States wasn't really a thing. I mean, Plymouth Rock was just a few miles away. They were like, hey, this is a good place to start a college. <laughs> right here in Boston. Oh, gosh, Holly, I don't know what to do. Oh, I feel like it's a good answer, but or, I don't know Holly, either. Holly, no feedback for the answer because Holly can Google mm -hmm. now. Um, Eddie, you're, I need something. Let's just do it. It's not going to be like, you know, Pepperdine or anything. <laughs> let's go. Let's go Harvard. Oh, man. I'm sorry, Holly. You did context clues right. Holly Harvard. That is correct. Yeah! Amy caught me giving that one to I you. Did. Yeah, Amy I'm caught sorry. me giving that one to you. Okay, but Amy, did you know it? Yes. The minute he said Holly. Oh, okay. Yes, he, that, that, that was him doing a Harvard. Okay. Trying to give Holly a little help here, you know? But also, yeah, I mean, good way. You pieced it together with the context clues, Thank too. You. So, so man, sense. they got off that boat and said, this is a good spot for a college. Immediately. Wow. They, started, they, got their, they started studying. <laughs> they had a quiz as soon as they landed, a pop quiz. Okay. 
Holly, you have $50. Do you want to go for $75 or nah? Yes, I want to say keep going. I think we're doing good. Oh my gosh. Holly, they're getting hard. What country <laughs> is Pokemon from? For $75. What country is Pokemon from? That is called... What is that called? Holly, nothing from you, please. That animation. Nothing from you, Holly, please. She wants to say I know. something. <laughs> I just can't because she can look it up. Oh, gosh. Is it Japanese? That's not Chinese, I don't think. Did you say what country or continent? I did not say continent. That would be a, an odd way to phrase that. <laughs> okay. What country is Pokemon from? <laughs> oh, my goodness, Holly. I don't want to miss this. Do you feel what? What do you think? What, what are you leaning towards? Japan. Now, do you feel that that's a seventy thirty? Oh yeah, I mean, there's definitely a majority there. So if it's less than fifty fifty, I would encourage the coin flip because that is fifty fifty. Okay. If wow, it's more smart, than so 50-50, smart. I would encourage you to go with your answer. I'm not saying you're right or wrong, but logically, right? Yes. I would say seventy thirty here. Okay, so think about that when you're making your decision here. I mean, man, you just kind of laid that out perfectly for me. I'm pretty sure it's Japan. I mean, I would say I'm about 70 to 75% sure it's Japan. Okay. We lock, are we locking that in? Let's go Japan. Locking it in. I've never been a big Pokemon guy. I think I'm, I think it was a little after I started. To, Being an adult. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but Mike D still does it. But that's okay. He, he has a lot of money in it. And Mike D's cards... And the idea of Pokemon are from Japan. Yeah! Let's go, Holly! Yes. Okay. Take the money, Holly. Holly. <laughs> Holly, take the money. You have $75. You're one question away from $100. I'm going to get tell you what the category is for 100 bucks. Okay. Okay. Music. Oh, oh well, Eddie, that's Eddie's that's wheelhouse. A, that's easy. It yeah, sounds easy, Holly. It sounds easy. No, it is. <laughs> Eddie, do you know music? I do love music. Exactly. I'll be a little more specific. The category is the Beatles. Oh my gosh. Holly, take the question. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll keep going. I have faith in Eddie. For one hundred dollars. I mean, didn't you just watch this documentary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's over. For one hundred dollars, your final question to give Holly a hundred bucks. Oh no, 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 no! Wait, 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 Holly, Holly, Holly. She's already she, agreed. It's already what, left. Why? What, what are you worried about? I mean, I'm, I'm afraid you're gonna give me who's the fifth Beatle. There was no. a fifth Beatle. Well, the producer. Okay. <laughs> Not Pete Best. He okay. was the, the first drummer. Good. That's the name that I didn't know. Yeah. Great. I'm glad that's off. Why was... <sighs> Eddie, which former Beatle narrated the TV adventures of Thomas the Tank Engine? Excuse me? <laughs> Say what? This has what? nothing to do with music. Yeah, it does. Huh? Which former Beatle oh. narrated the TV adventures of Thomas the Tank Engine? You know this, Amy? No, but it has to do with music as a, a musician. Now think about it, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you can walk yourself to a pretty good spot. Do you have? Can you say the year that Thomas the Tank Engine came out? Cannot. Does that would help? Is Thomas the Tank Engine the would same? It, is Thomas the Tank? Oh yeah. No, is that a thing? Thomas the Train. Oh, uh, Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Got it's it. not. I think I could. I think I could. Mm -mm. Well, that's a little engine that could. Oh. I don't. You know, I'm looking at a picture of Thomas the Tank Engine, and I do recognize Thomas the Tank Engine. Whoa. I, I don't see John Lennon doing this. Yes. 
which former Beatle for $100 narrated the adventures of Thomas the Tank Engine. Paul was, uh, he's too music. I mean, he wouldn't be like, oh yeah, I'll narrate that. Is that how he talks? Eddie, you have, about, you have about 20 seconds. George, I mean, George could have used some work. See George kind of being like, well, I'm not doing much. Let me maybe narrate. But Ringo had a very distinct voice. You have a coin flip, a trash can shot, or you can just answer it. Well, with, that, answer. with that logic that you were saying about how the percentages and all that, I mean, there's four Beatles, so I'm like 25%. Flip is 50-50. But you're 25%. I mean, there's four Beatles. Yeah, so you think all of them have equal shot. <laughs> I mean, I did take John off of it. I don't see John Lennon or Paul doing it, so I'm about 50-50. That's George or Ringo. Now, you know what? Forget the coin. The coin, that's how that's how the Chiefs lost. I'm not going to die by well, the coin. Well, they actually won the coin and got <laughs> the ball first. Yeah, yeah, I know, but they didn't score, so. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I recognize Thomas the Tank. Mm-hmm. Who did the voice, Amy? It's pretty old. Didn't realize that. <laughs> You're such a punk. <laughs> go ahead, Eddie, I need an pretty answer. old. All right, let's go Ringo. Ringo did. For $100. Ringo needed the cash. He was just the drummer. For $100, Holly. Oh. Oh my gosh, Holly, I'm so sorry. I'd like to try the coin. If it's first. Ringo Starr, you win 100 bucks and you've become a 100 air. Wow. You get to finally call yourself a 100 air. That's pretty cool. The answer is Ringo Starr. No! He did it! He did it! He did it! Hey, Holly. Holly, congratulations. You are, and I know you've always wanted to say this 100 air. Wow. wow Everybody has a dream when they wake up. Is she the first 100 air ever? No. Oh, no? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Holly, congratulations. Uh, what would you like to say? Oh, thank you, Eddie. I'm so glad we went through it. I totally had faith in you, and nice job. Yeah. Holly, how do you feel? Oh, my gosh. I love your show, and I've listened to this game so many times. It's so cool to be actually <laughs> get to participate in it and to actually win. It's crazy. Almost what we're looking for. Eddie, how do you feel? I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Uh. There it is. Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. 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 All right, Holly, stay on the line. We'll get yeah. you hooked up. We'll get you hooked up. Okay, tell me what you think about this guy. Isaac Ramirez set aside $360 last year for a Valentine's Day gift for his fiance. Months in advance. Okay. Saved up. He set it aside because he knew he wanted to make that day special. Thoughts? Sounds amazing. Right? Like planner. Way to go. I'm impressed. Now, he then decided every time she yelled at him, he took a dollar out of it. (laughs) Until Valentine's Day. (laughs) This guy. That's funny. We think about that. Interesting tactic. Mm -hmm. Which left... $40 $40 for the gift when Valentine's Day came. Wow, she yielded then, him that wow. many times. So did he say, hey, here's your gift. It was going to be better, but you yell too much? I'm assuming she knows because he was talking about it. Yeah. There's a story. This is from Daily Mail. He shared it, and people kind of have mixed reactions. Unhealthy relationship, red flags, they should break up. I mean, you have to think, 320 yells. It's a lot of yells. It's I mean, almost one a day. This yeah. is 365 days in a year. That's a lot of yells. But what do you think of first, Amy? Well, the amount of yells or a guy who would think about this and do it? I think there's. they both need to work on some stuff. So I don't know that they need to what break he, up. What does he need to work on? 
What? What did the, I'm asking you? What did the story show you? Who uh, needs to work on? How he's handling her yelling? Be less hilarious. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure Maybe. Caitlin would think it was so funny if this is how you handled it. Not that she would yell every day, but hypothetically, let's say that she did, and this is how you chose to address it. No, she would mm-hmm. not like that. And I'll, I let just, her, I'll let her be the judge of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're going to try it out? Her. <laughs> Let's ask her. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, what was the other point? Uh, I Well, and I think, I don't think, I'm not saying they break up, but I think they both need to take some responsibility here and see, I mean, both. was he causing her to yell? <laughs> like, we don't know. He, so maybe he, he's not. So, so you're, you're victim blaming him. Yes. No. I'm not. I, I don't. We we have gaps in the story. I don't he's making gaps. it seem like she's just this yeller. <laughs> but a funny story. He's not saying yeah, why it, she yelled. He's obviously nuts, dude. That's but that is funny, especially if he only spent forty bucks. If he if he did that as a joke and said, "Well, I guess I would only have forty dollars," but he still spent all the money he mm-hmm. saved. Yeah, that would be kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But if he really only spent forty bucks when he saved three sixty, <laughs> that's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, on the phone is Kelly in Virginia Beach. Let's go over to Kelly. Mm-hmm. Kelly, what's yeah. happening? Good morning, studio. Morning. Morning. <laughs> morning. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, so I am a longtime B team member, and I am curious. Question for Lunchbox. I'm wondering how all your Valentine's reservations ended up. Like, did you make money? What cities? Did you hear from anybody? Reviews, good, bad, anything? Uh, yeah, I made $375. Um well, what you missed, though, well, he did sell them all, but we had someone who called in and said, I, I bought one, and Lunchbox sent him to the wrong restaurant, and it wasn't a good reservation. The Lunchbox wouldn't refund him. So your review is a zero star? Yeah, what did he give the review? Terrible? No, what, what did he say? No, he, he didn't said say it was terrible. good, but... No, 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 he gave a review, like, do not... No, he didn't say good. He wouldn't it, recommend it, he Lunchbox wouldn't recommend for business it. again. Yeah, but he said his Guys. date went well. Yeah, and his the date wi- went well. His wife was happy. Fiance I mean, or whatever. But he that was had in nothing a great mood. to do with what Lunchbox promised him. Amy, you're remembering things differently than I am. <laughs> no. I heard I, a guy on the phone who said it was not what he was promised. Yeah, that, that part I'm agreeing with. I'm saying overall, though, he said he had a good time, and she loved that he got a reservation through someone on the Bobby Bone Show. It's just, yeah. Lunchbox, yes. he said he Lunchbox needs to be a better businessman and deliver what he's saying he's going to deliver. When you first open a business, you have hiccups. But you have one <laughs> and one hiccup. One day, one hiccup. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. Have a great day. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Disney World. Two sisters from New Jersey are on family vacation going to Disney, you know, the happiest place on earth. Well, they go out to the Irish bar, have some drinks, and they're waiting for their Uber when the 29-year-old calls the 31-year-old a bad mom. So the 31-year-old, bam, slaps the 29-year-old. They start fighting. One of them pukes. They fall in the puke. (laughs) One girl rips off her dress down to her bra and underwear and shoes. They get arrested for assault. Did you want to say panties? I did want to say panties. I saw it. I felt them going there. But Amy always says I sound creepy when I say panties. I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. I really applaud you for not saying panties. I mean, but just imagine you pull up to that fight and you got a chick in a bra and panties. There you go. It's all nice till you see the puke. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Here's Jerry from Kentucky that left a voicemail last night. I've been listening to you for about two years now, every day, and you get some pretty good advice. So I plan on proposing to my girlfriend in May at a Granger Smith concert in Knoxville, Tennessee. And how do I pick out a ring size? And then how do I pick out a ring that she likes? 
Um, she's not super flashy, doesn't like a whole lot of jewelry. I'm at a loss right now, so I could use some help. Well, what I did as far as picking out a ring she likes is like I did what I did, but I brought in an expert, well, which was Amy. So Amy went to the ring store with me after I picked it out and looked at it and kind of checked it off. Confirmed it was amazing. Mm-hmm. You need to make you need to have someone be a second set of eyes for you. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, super helpful. So I don't know if she has a best friend or a sister or a, her mom, somebody that maybe she could has like you know shared her taste with that can help confirm to you. Because if you're totally lost, don't go in blind. And you sound like me, Jerry. Just yeah. a dumb dude has no <laughs> idea. Like uh, I don't know. Uh, so I went and I did the thing, and then I had Amy go with me. So with that being said. I would say the same way that Amy said you need someone that can at least know her taste. They have somebody has to know her ring size. Yeah. Or get it from her cuz you can't. Can you steal one of her rings? Yes. You can I mean if she has a jewelry box. But don't box, steal one that she uses <laughs> every day. Yeah. yeah. Or she might just think it's missing for the day. Sometimes I'm like, "Oh, I misplaced <laughs> a ring." But if it comes back and it's in the normal spot, I just would say yeah. be careful about that. Yeah. Well, take a ring somehow that would happen to be a ring she wears on with that, that, the other hand, that finger, and then you can take it to the ring store and they can put it on one of those little bar things that'll tell you the measurement. Yes. So there is a way to actually pull this off, Jerry, if you don't want her to know. Mm-hmm. One is you get you a ring that she wears, but not all the time. One that she won't notice is gone. Two is you get some help from a friend yeah. to go with you. And have fun. That sounds so cool to do it at a Granger show. And uh, do it when Earl's on. Yee, marry me. Yee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks for the call. Leave us a voicemail anytime, day or night. 877-77-BOBBY. Call us. Appreciate you. Goodbye, everybody.